Here we are, another day of Sour and Sass. We have Tamara uh, Yorovoy. Did I say that right, Tamara? How did yeah, I do? Yeah, you got okay. it. Okay. My last name is Mary Goose, so um, it is a full-time job. Uh, so excited to have you with us here. Maybe for everyone tuning in, uh, give a little background maybe. Head of Dimension at Meltwater. Uh, what is it you do day-to-day? -day? Yeah, so currently I oversee all our um, – uh, paid and like uh, social, um, SEO, and um, everything that's more or less tied to lead generation, a little bit less on the traditional side in terms of like um, if we jump into PR or um, email, etc. No, I love it. I love it. Perfect. Well, that's a great start. Now, we're going to do something a little different today. We're going to start with the candies a little earlier <laughs> and see how you do. So do you have, happen to have a warhead in front of you? Yeah, all right. Um, I'm getting mine out right now. Let's this is the good stuff, Tamara. Are you ready? I'm not sure, but let's, like, let's get it over with. So, all right, on three, one, two. Okay, now it's so sour every time. Like, each time I think I'm gonna get it. Okay, now. One of the things a lot of people don't know about you is you're a competitive athlete. You play D1 volleyball. Huh? So maybe you can, can you tell the audience the impact you feel like sports and that competition had in your approach to marketing? Absolutely. Um, I think that dedication, focus, um, being very detail-oriented and data-oriented is coming off from sports. In volleyball, you know, even when it comes into data, after the match, you get your stats, right? You get your hitting, um, you get your passing um, uh, percentages, blocking percentages, and you will know exactly how you did. It's kind of the same like with marketing, right? Like you got your click-through rates, you know your conversion rates, and you leave in data to kind of um, uh, gauge your performance. Now, talking about data, so let's just get started there. Mm -hmm. What have you done at Meltwater to make sure that your paid data, what you're doing mm -hmm. on social, LinkedIn or Google ads or whatever that is, that information is getting from the native ad platform, right? Mm -hmm. To the marketing CRM, to the sales CRM and all the way back. Kind of what's your system look like uh, at Meltwater that helps you do that? Yeah, so first of all, one of the reasons why I was um, brought on board is just that um, exact reason, tracking attribution. Um, my early careers actually started in marketing um, agency where I got all that. Sorry, it's so hard to uh, talk with the candy in it. I'm like, I'm trying, but it's like going left and right. Um, and then all these degree aspects of it, of tracking, are going with UTMs um, and understanding the, the revenue. Uh, that was kind of the backbone of my career, which is something that I started doing and cleaning up things on Meltwater's side, right? So 
uh, having like an automated way, staying away from Excel for the reporting, uh, heavily relying on Data Studio that feeds information um, that we are reviewing it on a uh, uh, daily basis mainly. That's kind of where we are at at the moment. Okay, so we got Data Studio. And mm -hmm. are we at the point where we have Salesforce data going back into Google Ads and we're blending in Data Studio? Are we working towards that? Kind of where are we with that process? I think that's a, um, a goal for all uh, companies that have Salesforce. Unfortunately, Meltwater is not one of them. We have a home brand CRM that's kind of limiting us um, in a lot of things. Uh, and so we, we kind of leave from, we kind of cheat our way through Marketo integration and, um, and, and um, Data Studio. Okay, I love that. No, great answer. For everyone listening, I think one of the biggest issues that is faced, right? And I love what Tamara's saying is like, she didn't have the tech stack she wants. She's not saying that, I'll say that. And she's missing some gaps, right? But she's still coming up with solutions. Yeah. And I think that goes to the grit thing of being the athlete as before is like not having the right environment doesn't mean you can't have the right information. And I think that's a really cool thing that you did there. Yeah. Now, we have our data, we have our analysis. Mm -hmm. Are you doing anything maybe for the audience listening to get that information, that analysis into forecasting? Are you doing anything that's helping you maybe predict the future yet? Any hints or tips for anyone listening? Yes, uh, big on forecasting from um, on all uh, areas, right? Like on in AdWords space is like, okay, well, the boost in a budget of 5K, 10K, what can I foresee in terms of conversion, right? Same on the SEO side of things uh, in terms of traffic being generated, what's in plan from a content standpoint, how much traffic are we going to anticipate? Let's say Q1, Q2. Okay, and if you take the average conversion rates, where does that put us? So that's kind of how we approach things for all channels mainly, like understanding, forecast, even with like some of the partnerships that we do from different publications, like even when you're in the process of evaluating them, understanding that uh, the numbers and what can you gain for X amount of money that you're paying, super important. Um, always a bonus if you have a history, uh, historic data to dive into because you can you know rely on it instead of just taking someone's like word for it, if it's a brand new program um, or brand new platform, you're kind of incorporating it. That. Using, uh, funnel metrics, like using like Google Sheets and looking at MQL to SQL, SQL to op, op to deal. How, like, are you then having to give that back to finance or is it sitting in marketing? Like how ingrained is forecasting at Meltwater? And like, it, where do you wish it was? Kind of like, you know, where are you today? And then where are you trying to get it to when it comes to that whole ecosystem? I, I think my first wish would be that's a little bit more automated. And I think our CRM is currently um, not allowing to do that. Um, so that's my wish number one. And two is um, sometimes like ran into issue of kind of stepping back into like reviewing month back instead of thinking ahead based on the, the data that we have right now. So uh, that's something that we are evaluating um, on, on, on monthly basis or bi-weekly basis. I love that. You know, it's, so, it's so honest. The reason I'm asking this question is because this is what everybody, I feel like everybody's here. Everybody wants to be there, but everybody's yeah. right here. And so yeah. as you're right here, right, it sounds like 
you have a really good understanding of what happened and we're trying to get better at what we think is going to happen. Yeah. Now, when you take that into your reality as an advertiser, what are you doing to think long-term in your advertising? Is there anything special that, because so many of us, right, we have our goal for this quarter. And once we hit that, our numbers go up and we have to try to get the next quarter. Yeah. Yet we didn't do anything this quarter that empowered us to get the numbers up the next with the same amount of money or the same resources because budgets are never as flexible as everyone pretends to be. Yeah. And so <laughs> how at Meltwater are you starting to think long-term with PBC mm-hmm. and social kind of what's your approach there? I, I kind of take a holistic approach. Um, diver- diversification is very important in our space and especially in SaaS because as you know, you have to be on review websites and you have to have presence on YouTube and you have to have a video strategy, paid strategy, organic. Uh, so I take like a holistic uh, view over the things and then I am paying a close attention to trends. Uh, and if it's something like, let's say core advertising, right? People are tinkering with it, uh, and then uh, you know you're you're thinking about it. Should we be test? Should we tested? Let's see how much budget we have. Uh, but again, you have to kind of follow what's happening uh, in the industry space to plan accordingly for for twenty twenty one, for example, or or a queue. So that's one of the ways that I I go about it. And uh, the second thing is just optimization, right? Like pure optimization, stay on the top of that. Um, uh, try to optimize as much as you can and knowing like what the average is and what you're trying to aim for. Obviously with realistic expectations, if something is doable or not. I love that. So how do you think about averages and benchmarks then? Do you have a data source you use? Are you using historicals? Are you trying to understand net-based quid, right? In your case, like what's allowing you to know, like how do you decide if something's good or bad? I, I love that concept, right? Like in Tamara's mind, right? She's at 5% conversion rate on Google ads. She's at 3% on Captera. Do you focus on getting Captera from three to five? Do you focus on getting Google from five to seven? Kind of how does your brain work when it comes to focus on those numbers? Yeah, great question. Um, mainly is um, in terms of um, lead quality that you get, average size of a deal and time spent to close that deal for a sales team. Right. So when I review everything, knowing those numbers, right, where I want to push and pull, that's essentially how you evaluate. Um, that helps me tremendously because like, yes, this conversion rates gives you X amount of leads. But then on the sales side, everything makes more sense when you review the revenue. Right. PPC might give me like I'm throwing numbers here, like 12,000. ABA might give me 20,000, but it might be closing in 40 weeks. And when you if you know your numbers and how much your growth and revenue has to be accumulated over Q uh, or quarter, then um, then you start to plan accordingly. I love that. I love that. Now, we talked about channels, right, with budget allocation. Mm-hmm. What about stages? Okay. So kind of, mm-hmm. and I'll kind of get you kind of where I'm thinking here. So a lot of people, and myself included, I do LTV CAC analysis on a channel level, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the like payback period, here's the actual average order value, here's the gross margin, here's lifespan of customers from yeah. this channel, is that one. But what I don't see a lot of people do is say stages. So there's not a lot of people who say, here's how much of our budget we want to allocate to awareness. Mm. Here's how much of the budget we want to allocate to maybe consideration. And here's how much we want to have to purchase. 
how do you have you do you do that at all have you thought yeah. about that how are you kind of thinking about like driving awareness through advertising at Muttwater? yeah great question so um i i take a look at each um channel separately like we have x amount or percentage of budget being devoted to branded campaigns versus non-branded campaigns on the linkedin side for example um we have like okay this is for a top of the funnel middle of the funnel bottom of the funnel kind of structured and how much we are willing to to spend and allocate certain resources that we have in place um so we are we are taking that approach um you know you you're trying to again optimize and, and get the best results but that's kind of the what's what's currently happening on our end i love that i think it's so interesting to think about that and so you know you live in this industry from what i can tell where it's two players right you got meltwater you got net base quid okay mm -hmm. there's other players but i feel like you two are always kind of going like this uh and i happen to like i have one person actually from my company from netbase i have another one from meltwater which is crazy okay <laughs> so that's why I your space a little bit now when you think about an industry like that where there's two players that are both fighting for market share how do you take that into consideration when you're doing landing pages, competitor campaigns, mm -hmm. advertising? Like, how are you kind of addressing the competitive landscape? Um, well, there are different approaches to it, right? It's obviously very important to pay attention to your competitor's landscape, but also knowing and trusting what you're trying to accomplish from Mouthwater's side uh, that's not really shaping your strategy or your core or your culture. Um, that's kind of how I, I see it. Sometimes like I learned with my own family business that we launched, like we, I remember back in the day, like we had our own story, which was completely different than anyone else had it. And um, our employees, internal employees questioning that approach. But just like having that gut feeling, this is who we are. This is the long-term strategy. You might not get, this is where we're heading. And sticking to it will pay in the long run. I love that. Now, it's that special time. <laughs> Your favorite time of being on the show. We're going to go after the toxic waste. Uh, so it, for everyone. Small. Yep, easier to talk with. Um, <laughs> all right, let's do this. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Two. Sure. Oh, that's so sour. <laughs> I'm not oh making faces. No, not at all. My parents were like, Camera, your face is expression. You're going to say everything. And I'm like, I know. It's all good. I know. <laughs> So I was thinking about something. You said you said we have brand, mm. but we have non-branded. Mm. Now, I've always been of the belief that if I'm at less than 90% search impression share on a query mm. or on a group or just on anything I'm running, and I have money on my brand, I have a place where I'm paying twice for somebody who already heard about me because they searched my brand name. Yeah. And then I have not showing up when no one's heard about me and I could capture their intent. Yep. So do you believe that SaaS organizations need to bid on their brand? What's the data you've seen? Do you, if you had 100% control, would you bid on brand? 
Are mm. you having to go on brand due to internal kind of requirements? How, what's your take on bidding on your own brand terms when it comes to Google Ads? I think they really, like in Mouthwater um, um, scheme of things, right? We're a global company. Um, we are building our SEO strategy and then we have to kind of be a little bit playful, like with things that from a brand perspective, we want to communicate and maybe those pages are not really priority for us to rank for. So we're pushing it from a paid standpoint. Um, so it's a, it's a fair uh, game of really like balance. Where do you want to be? I, I know that at least the approach we're taking at, at Meltwater, um, that's currently working for us. So that's that's where we are we are standing. Now, one of the things I noticed, and I'm curious on, like media monitoring things like mm. that. It's not huge volume. It's not mm. like there's a billion people every day that know that. Like you're not in a perfectly defined category where it's like marketing automation or marketing yeah. CRM or sales CRM. There's a massive category. There's all these review sites. Everything's easy. The competitors are obvious. Everyone knows the industry. So how are you thinking about category creation with your advertising and your social? Great question. Um, something that we, we turned around recently is um, like marketing intelligence. And we're actually using that to communicate um, as we are uh, developing our products and services in such a way. And then with our... Um, a recent acquisition, not recent, but a few years ago, we acquired a social suite, which became Altwater Social. Um, we essentially became like all-in-one um, platform that provides monitoring across different um, earned, owned, and paid uh, channels. So that kind of distinguishes us, and we use that, that difference to communicate in our landing paging, pages, ads, different review sites, listings, website. How do you then determine, right? So chief revenue officer, CMO, whoever that is, comes around and says, hey, Tamara, we have $100,000. I'd like you to allocate it across our products. Mm. Now, do you remember, like, like, hey, Mike's really nice to me over on the monitoring side. I kind of <laughs> like Mike. But since not so – so – all jokes aside, like, how are you determining? Are you just like, you get $5, you get $5, you get five? Like, how, how do we determine where to spend on what products? Um, well, uh, I would say um, it doesn't work. Like, you give a mic five and you're getting somebody else a five. Typically, it's knowing, I mean, every business knows their bread and butter. And then also where the business is going, like, um, what's the, the long strategy for it? So you kind of want to, you know, gear towards that. And um, on um, media monitoring or in, in Meltwaters, I guess, uh, case, I think, oh, I lost my, like, train of thoughts all of a sudden, and I'm shifting <laughs> the little candy, so apologies. Um, and then understanding, like, where in terms of revenue you have the most potential, uh, for products and services that you're offering, right? For us, is that like the new bundle of only one and being in the enterprise space has X amount of value. And then let's say uh, understanding like what products and services bring you, average size of a deal, plus what's the churn rate for it, right? Is it really a good product? Is it not? So all those things we are being evaluated, we value it when defining like even within AdWords, right? If you have your structure, campaigns per services, 
where to allocate more. Yep. I love that. Now, you said something really smart here and really interesting. I want to see if we can expand on it. Okay. You said we're bundling our products and we're trying mm -hmm. to go enterprise. Okay. That's a corporate vision that you've heard from the top that you're yep. emulating in your marketing. Now, yeah. what I'm really curious about, and this is something that you know I face every day working with some of the largest, best task companies out there, is everybody wants to grow their average order value. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to expand that unit economic. Now, one of the issues with search, SEO, PPC, mm -hmm. anything keyword driven, is people do not search enterprise media yes. monitoring. They don't. I wish they did. It would make our life a billion times easier. But instead, yeah. they search like social media help while they're like the head of social at Oracle. And you're like, yeah. how the heck are you searching something so SMB, right? Yes. And so in your mind, how are you thinking about, you have a clear direction. I can at least hear it as a CEO myself, like the echo of Tamara, swim upstream. We want larger accounts from marketing. Sales development can't be the only one, right? Like I can hear yes. it. <laughs> so how are you doing that? Like, how are you addressing, you know, swimming upstream, growing average order value with those channels? Love it. I'm so glad that you picked on that, especially with the like, size of a company like Meltwater is, right? So essentially, we took approach of uh, going after, like you mentioned, enterprise media monitoring and got crickets, right? Like search is nowhere, whatever. And I was like, okay, well, how can we, at least on the bait side, uh, bring more traffic to these pages. So let's say people land, like you used uh, earlier example on social, what'd you say, social reporting? I, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, like social monitoring, whatever it was, yeah. Okay, so, so in, in on our side would be like, okay, media monitoring, if that person that's top level is looking something small and not really thinking enterprise, then I would include that section on my landing pages. So if that there is an intent and this is a correct person from Oracle, let's say, they would be able to 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 land and get information on, on our enterprise side. That's one of the ways. Um, the second way is just being a, a bit smarter. This is where the, our ABM strategy comes into place. Okay, well, what are the real accounts that we want to go after and how do we go after them? Um, not really like looping them in, but um, reviewing different intent data, uh, like G2 intent data can give you a lot of information and then like utilizing them on paid channels to, to, to get after them. It's something that we have been doing um, to, to uh, generate or make that attempt to go more upstream. I love that. I love that. Now you said something about ABM. Mm. So we're going to have to dive in a little bit. Within <laughs> ABM, or what platform were you using? Which ones did you evaluate and why did you select the platform you chose? Uh, we, are using currently Triblio and we are also using Alice as a gifting platform, those two. Um, Triblio, it wasn't really my choice. I, when I onboarded um, Meltwater, it was already kind of handed to me, uh, but there were benefits. I remember speaking with um, my, uh, my team of why that selection took place. Um, so that's, those are the, the two vendors that we are currently uh, using at the moment. What's Triblio? I've never heard of it. Um, ABM platform. It, like ad advertising, ABM mm -hmm. advertising? You have that. Yeah, they have smart pages that you can use, build at scale for 
um, for like accounts you're going after and uh, like pop-ups on your website, that's another option. And intent module is also available. So with that, so it sounds like a terminus, radius, six cent, like a similar kind of platform to a certain extent. Yeah. How are you finding match rates and what are you doing about that? Because, you know, on my stuff, I'm getting, let's say a 70% match rate, but then I'm getting a 2% visit rate um, where, you know, I'm getting a lot of impressions on these target accounts. They're seeing the ads. But I've had a couple struggles. I would love to hear maybe how you do it. One of the struggles I have is the larger the company, the more of the impression share that organization eats, and I can't control ad frequency. In other yeah. words, you got Oracle on your list and you have Meltwater on your list. Oracle is going to take more bandwidth than Meltwater from yeah. my campaigns. Um, and then it's hard to get anyone from Meltwater to my website and really confirm that the ABM was driving it. What's been your experience? Any tips? I, I experienced something similar like you in 2019. Um, I actually am not a big fan of display ads altogether. Yes, you can stay on the top of them, but you can do that through uh, paid social channels as well. Uh, what I found the, that's working for our team is actually direct mail and staying away from email and display altogether, uh, especially now with COVID, like email got shut off. So um, direct is something that we're taking a little bit with a spin because like people are still not working in the offices. I can't really just send them some sort of gift. Um, so th that's really uh, the revenue uh, came from our direct mailing efforts, not necessarily. I mean, there was a small portion of it from display, but not really display in a way of display ads. It was um, an offer we had as a, as a pop-up only available for X amount of or certain type of accounts. And but still the average size of a deal was small. They got the offer that's like 13,000 when that account could be sold like hundreds of thousands, right? So it's just you know knowing uh, what really makes sense and then pulling the trigger, shutting it off and shifting somewhere else. That's again optimizing, right? I love that. So we talked about gift giving. I want to be kind of zillion on this. So what was the name of the platform that you used again? Alice. Alice. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to take a note of that because I think I want to check it out. <laughs> so we have sure. platform Alice and we're doing gift giving. Yes. And you have this product that I could imagine is a little difficult to understand who you send the gift to because mm -hmm. the CMO cares, but doesn't probably. Yeah. And there's someone in the middle who's the decision maker and there's someone on the bottom who's your point of contact you work with, right? Mm -hmm. You got a practitioner, a manager, and an executive. So who are you determining to give gifts to you? Are you giving gifts to all three, the person in the bottom, the middle, the top? How are you thinking about gift giving? So we, before we got Alice on board, we actually got a buy-in from our um, A team. That's currently who I'm working with um, uh, very closely. So uh, essentially I am giving them the freedom to pick their prospects and accounts. Uh, they know their pipeline better than I do. Um, I just kind of guide them in what we really need in terms of, um, you know, we did not have any communication with this account in X amount of time or uh, this account didn't turn on us or whatever the limitations might be to kind of uh, put them in the criterion of the accounts that we really see the potential of turning around um, and getting assigned. Uh, so all that decision is made on a, on a sales side for us. 
Um, and I really, I mean, you know, they know their accounts best. Um, and we are here to just like spar or par together and get the best possible outcome we can. I love that. It's so wise because it's just being real about like, yeah, we have these target accounts, but the whole point of ABM is to activate them, not to get the credit. And creating the infrastructure, empowering them, I could totally see how that's valuable. Now, yeah. my last question, when you said something that I can't let go of, you said, I don't really like display. Mm. I don't like display either, yet I can't let go of this idea. <laughs> so at directly, okay? I sell into mid-market SaaS companies primarily. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, amazing parts of having a focused niche audience is that you can invest your ad dollars not only at the bottom of funnel, but also at the top. So how could I, Tamara, do a better job of driving awareness to SaaS marketers via advertising? Is the display still in an option, or would you go take other other routes? Um, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like I over here, I've tried display. I've spent millions on custom audiences, lookalikes, matches, or not millions. I've I've generated millions of impressions, spent tens of thousands on it for my own brand, and then I match those audiences from GDN to LinkedIn. I have terrible match rates. The audience yeah. is crap. It doesn't really work. And then you go over to something like LinkedIn and the CPMs are so high. And then you have this Clearbit tool that takes Facebook data, like LinkedIn data to Facebook, but then they have a SaaS fee, which drives up the CPM again. So how can I, as the advertiser at Directive, in your mind, do a better job trying to drive brand awareness to heads of demand generation in SaaS? What would you do? Yeah, so here is, I can speak to my own experience and what I'm tinkering with at the moment. Um, I would say, like, if you have a limited budget, right, which I believe we all have, um, instead of, like, display or retargeting ads, like, let's say LinkedIn, right, something that I'm trying right now, it's, like, hyper-targeting, going, like, conversational ads after whoever your target audience is, um, maybe even incentivizing them for the meeting, like, with a gift from Alice or... Um, whatever it is that can uh, trigger that action for you. So that's something that I would recommend. And that's something that I'm testing at the moment. Um, uh, in terms well, of... There has to be a way I give up on this idea that I could, like, sh like TV still works, right? Like, how, hmm. like, what's the thing? Like, that? Is there anything? Am I crazy just wanting it? Is there any well, way to drive awareness? <laughs> awareness. Just awareness. <laughs> you mentioned TV, my brain went into, you know, at some point in uh, our lives, we diverted from direct mail, but look now it's back, <laughs> you know, uh, like boom, postcards are back. Like, you know. um, yeah, I mean, digitally it's, you know, with, with ad blockers also things get a little bit more complicated, right? And this is how kind of how we are trending. Uh, yeah. So maybe being at the places where these decision makers may, uh, make decision and hitting them at the right time, like I mentioned earlier, review websites, right? Like the Terrace of the World, G2s of the World. Um, yeah. I, you know, sometimes even like checking on LinkedIn, like you have a search tool is like um, yeah. uh, looking for digital marketing agencies recommendations like you can find freaking leads on monthly basis like you know monitoring a little bit <laughs> just linkedin um 
but in in terms of just awareness, I would say. Um, uh, can you do it organically, <laughs> like SEO? Um, you know. Oh, it's a hard problem. It's, I haven't cracked the code. So I genuinely was asking because I don't know. I'm like, yeah. one of the things I have to say, which I'll leave the audience with as we close today, is podcast advertising has worked. Okay. That, that's been really, really good for us is finding niche podcasts. They traditionally have affordable uh, mm -hmm. placement rates. And you can go. So something to think about, Tamara, is like, are there like for even you, like are there social media podcasts that you could plug my water in? What I found is it crushes display. So maybe something to play with. Um, and we just yeah. use like case studies. So we like, let me tell you about a brand who hired directive and what happened. And it's just like case studies, you know? Yes. But uh, this has been amazing. Now, before everyone signs off, how can people get a hold of you if they have any more questions? How can they interact with you? What's the best way? I am on, on LinkedIn. Um... That's like the, the area where I'm at or Twitter, not so much these days. Uh, so LinkedIn would be probably the best way of uh, connecting with me for any questions. Yeah, no, Tamara, this has been amazing. Thanks for being here. Next Thursday, 1230, we have Unbounces. Oh my God, is that another Tamara? We have another Tamara on uh, <laughs> next Thursday from Unbounce. Uh, she's gonna be taking the sour seat. Thank you so much for being here with us, Tamara. Uh, and way to go. You did this hour. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody.